Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And boom goes the dynamite. It's Tuesday night. And you know what that means. Kevin Ely and I are back for another brand new episode of The Boom. And Kevin Ely, how dare you scoff at me messing up saying Tuesday night? Because it is, in fact, Tuesday morning. And we are joined here. Who knows? By the great and powerful Jeremy Finestone. Jeremy, how are you doing? I am fantastic, you guys. I am legitimately tremendously excited to be here tonight. Not only because of the Forbidden Door run up, but hell of a week to talk about AEW and being a guest star on one of my favorite shows on the network. First of all, you, uh... really appreciate that. And it has been an embarrassment of riches. Kevin, I've 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 punished you enough. I've talked over you already. Forty nine seconds <laughs> in. Good. It's all you buddy. I don't know what to say really. <laughs> <laughs> he caught me off guard. <laughs> Well, I completely blanked out there, and then you threw to me. Yeah. Well, let's start out. Good with week to AEW. talk wrestling. Yeah, let's start out with AEW Collision. First impressions. Let's start with you, Kevin. You're the you're the man here. All right. I was telling Jeremy before we started that I was like weirdly pumped on Saturday. Like I was way okay. more excited about the show than I expected. Than you, you would be, and I'm. I think it just was so. This just been so. I just built up for months that it was just exciting to see what would happen. And it felt like a big deal when it kicked off. I mean, that new set is spectacular. I imagine that we only saw that because it's the United Center and we're probably only going to see that maybe at Forbidden Door because that seems like a monster set. And I don't think they're going to. I'm really curious about that. Yeah, that was uh, was the same style set that they used at Double or Nothing. Oh, okay. oh, was it? I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the shiny, the the visqueen they put down on the like little <laughs> stage things like that that yeah. I notice. Uh, it looks to make the you know just give it that extra extra sheen. It really looked good the whole time, but I really noticed it um, when Buddy Matthews came out. Uh, for some reason, the House of Black entrance on it looked phenomenal. It looked they were I don't know. It, it looks. It looked so big. It looked major league. I like the way that the backdrop really just made the wrestlers feel small, but big at the same time. So when they come out at that Mm -hmm. uh, that entrance and the the graphics just overlay with the way that they do, you feel like you are looking at Mm -hmm. stars in the ring coming down to make an impression on you. And it is, it is a tremendous feeling because there no diss on the dynamite set, but it has a little bit more intimacy and they've, mm-hmm. they've tried to tool mm-hmm. it over the years a few times, but this definitely has a different feel than what dynamite is trying to give you in the yeah. visual presentation. Absolutely. It, it fits that, um, like you said, it's just, it's right sized for them to make it feel big, but not too small. I feel like the WWE stage is like crossed over to where it actually makes their stars feel small to me the way mm-hmm. they show them 
uh, it, I'm actually like, these people look tiny now because you're showing me this gigantic, you know, screen with the AR experience, you know, and like the guy's like a little GI Joe guy in the, in the thing, but you know, yeah. So definitely felt, felt big. I loved hearing Kevin Kelly call an AW show. We can get into that in detail, but, um, it did feel like a new thing. And then punk coming out was very compelling and I was very angry at myself and we can get into this for sure in detail. I was kind of mad as much as I've complained about CM punk. And as much as we've all complained about CM Punk, when he was sitting there holding the mic, I was hanging on his every word. And I was like, that's kind of good to have CM Punk back on TV. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder had CM Punk outside of the ring of doctrine. Like, I was tired Mm -hmm. of hearing about him every time I turned around. There, There would be a a post or something from his camp or, or here or there everywhere. He was just, there was a problem and somehow CM Punk was involved. And I was still there at Collision watching what he had to say because he is a big deal and he has made himself that big deal. I think my favorite part, and and I've got a lot of thoughts here I'm going to be adding, as you can expect. I think my favorite part of Punk though was... Was that Larry on his T-shirt? Yeah, that's the remake of the rowdy, famous Rowdy Roddy Piper shirt, but with Larry. Yep, that's what I thought. I wanted to confirm because I couldn't remember specifically what Larry looked like. That was my absolute favorite part of the whole thing. <laughs> it's on the I AW really shop think. site as the Rowdy CM Punk shirt. Gotcha. That is going to be yeah. in. It is a fantastic fill shirt. the arenas. It is a deep yeah. cut, one thousand <laughs> percent. It is. <laughs> Yeah. What 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 did you guys think of Elton John ringing us in? I hear that song all the time at my at my work and okay. it has now changed. Like now when Ooh. I hear that song, it is like, oh, it's the collision song. Like I did not think in any world that that would have been a choice for a wrestling theme song, especially yep. in 2023. But it's a no-brainer now that you're listening to it and, and the presentation. I was like, I, they can never change it, in my opinion. But, you know, I need to hear what you guys think about that. Where are you I, at, Kevin? I don't know. I'll warm up to it, I'm sure. I, it just I, will right shit on every, I will shit on everyone's party right here, right now. The logo <laughs> looks like... The logo looks like it's... When I look at the AEW Collision logo, it's like, oh, I can't wait for AEW Collision followed by a new episode of Thunder in Paradise. And then we get this yeah. really, this isn't, I get why Tony Khan picked it. And it's not as bad as I thought it would be, but it comes off as a little cheesy. And I'm an elderly man. And I'm just wondering if everybody younger will think, oh, this is super, super cheesy. But also I felt like there was some, they could have made some tweaks like during the song, have some fan noise in it or, you know, like they do the voice, of the commentators on the, on, I don't know if they still do this on WWE, but yeah. they used to some small tweaks like that, I think could make it mm-hmm. a like lot a better. Rings, yeah. yeah. It seemed very I thrown together. The cut as someone who likes has spent a lot of time cutting video and audio and stuff. Like I could tell that edit was kind of thrown together. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, like the video on it looked like it was edited to a different song to me. Like the cuts just didn't quite line up. So it was like, so I, I think that'll get cleaned up. I think they'll probably improve yeah. it over the next couple of weeks. Cause I think he, I think he literally tweeted about it. Like the, when he, when he got the contract back to license it, he was like, everybody they let's ha- go. I cannot imagine yeah. what it costs to license that. So they've got to run with it for yeah. a while. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe longer than this show will exist. Um, and I, but I do hope they tweak it and make it a little, I don't know. I feel like they've got something to work with there. They kind of dro- try to drive it home a little too much during the episode with every single commentator getting in the name of that song. <laughs> Get your money's worth, man. A little bit. Yeah, you got to. I was, those of those who follow us on the discord will have known me, uh, to, to uh, I will have to bear the shame of plugging Nickelback this weekend because I, I was like, well, there's got to be like a cover out there. And I found Nickelback did a cover of Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting that is kind of awesome for a wrestling show. And, okay. I need and... to hear that. I, first of all, you think they'll see us book- if you look it up and play it? I booked Nickelback before they were hated by everyone. They still owe me $60, but really nice guys. Was this back, before back or after the POD? This was right before POD actually. Okay. This okay. was right before that. So in college, I bought I had to buy the drummer some drumsticks and he said he was gonna pay <laughs> me back. And I also had to did. drive him to a golf course, but they didn't have golf clubs. So we went and bought golf clubs at Walmart. They golfed and then I returned them to Walmart. The golf clubs, not nickelback, <laughs> immediately afterwards. But I, I would be really interested in hearing that, even though they're America's most hated band, even though they haven't seemed to murder anybody. I figure, like, at least play it, use it for, like, the Canadian tour. There you go. I I think all of the criticisms that you guys have about the theme song are completely valid. I also think I'm incredibly easy to please in this department. (laughs) Okay. I don't blame anyone for liking it. Tony has very particular taste. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. I mean, I'm I'm mid-40s. I'm at the cusp of, like, still finding that song cool. I get it. Like yeah. it makes me look at my own mortality with some impending doom, but <laughs> I, I still enjoy the song and I'm going to own it. <laughs> that is how I spend all my days, Jeremy. Um, by the way, like, I had never, I had never heard this song before. I, I'll admit that. And I thought it was one of the cooler Elton John songs I've ever heard. Um, I didn't know wait. it was an Elton John song. I'd heard it all the time. And I was just like, just one of the songs. I'm like, wait, is that the... I'm like, oh, it feels, <laughs> it feels more rock than than you think of when you hear Elton John. Yeah. He has a catalog. Was but, a... It, but it's also like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Elton John uh, musical movie that they did. Rocket Man? Yeah, Rocket Man. It's a good movie. But it's like a very like musical theater movie. And ever since that movie, that's like when I think of Saturday, Saturday, I think of like <laughs> musical theater people, like, you know, doing like a West side story thing. And I'm like, and it just makes me think of like the elite and, you know, doing like a <laughs> the, the Jets three versus amigos Sharks <laughs> thing. We need this. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I was waiting for the young buck and uh hangman to do the three amigos, like pose in that outfit. Those outfits in the they cough. Had. They were, <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> that would have been amazing, actually. I was hoping. Yeah. I was hoping. <laughs> all right, Kevin, you've got, first of all, thank you as always for putting together amazing notes. You've uh, The next thing you have here for us is commentary, which 
I really, I'll start out. I really like, I really liked everybody. Um, for the most part, but I felt like they need time to gel. Um, there were a couple of great uh, lines I have here from Kevin Kelly, who I really like before I get into this. Um, he mentioned Andre El Idolo, Action Andrade, Action brand, Andrade. The, brand, the brand eliminator tag tournament, not the blind, and Kazuchiko Okada, who I assumed was the Japanese version of Brian Alvarez. <laughs> I have a defense for this man. <laughs> Okay, but I, I really like Kevin. He's one of my I favorite love Kevin. commentators. I'm, I'm, I'm going to so defend him. Have him. So because glad. I had a line ready for all this, and then I realized the converse is true. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I watched a live Kevin Kelly broadcast in daylight where he was commentating. So at the same time, yeah. I don't remember the last time Kevin Kelly had broadcast in the middle of a normal U.S. daytime zone, and he might have been a little thrown off. No. It could yeah. have definitely when is, happened. When is the last that. time Kevin Kelly's had to call a show with commercial breaks? Yeah, I don't I think know. probably like 2008, maybe? Well, he did Like where he had to call though. a live show. Maybe, yeah, but that's yeah, still okay. taped. Yeah. Even, even beyond um, that, even beyond that, like when I work on TV shows, I'll get into them, but as soon as I'm not working on them, I generally don't watch them, even if I like them, because I don't have the time. And this is, we're talking about now five hours of AEW every week. I wouldn't be surprised if it's been a little while since Kevin Kelly's watched AEW, because I don't know if he has time in his schedule for it. How could he? I don't to be, I almost don't have time. And he's the one commentating right. on the show. I'm watching all the time. Yeah, this is very likely the first time he's ever heard of, of Action Andrade. Both. He did get yeah. notes from Chris Samsa. <laughs> I like did that he? Chris Samsa provided him with notes for the AEW show. Yeah. That was a oh, hot tip fantastic. in the Discord. It was, yeah. He posted him in the Discord so people could see his notes. I was fascinated. Well, I was truly fascinated by them. Damn it. Now I've got to get back in the Discord. Tonight. <laughs> now that Kevin I do, Kelly I do is, go uh, every time I think around of it. for a while. I am, I am legitimately too. a huge fan of Kevin Kelly. Uh, yes. I was telling Kevin in the Discord this. The thing I like about his caliber is that he calls moves. But the thing about mm -hmm. Kevin Kelly is that he calls combat. So he is calling yeah. the move within the context of the match where his caliber is just move, 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 move. And then he relies on other people to explain the context of why. Kelly can yeah. do that by himself. And he's done it multiple yeah. times in the New Japan career. So that was that was a big difference and a big breath of fresh air for me personally. I believe he also called Sky Blue an Italian hoagie this week. I missed that. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> No, this was brought up because Nigel McGinnis then said, did you just call her an Italian sub? And he's like, I'm very hungry at the moment. Like, literally, or that happened. That, is, that exists. That, that yeah. is the New Japan commentator in him coming out. They are a little more fast and loose with what they talk about. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what did that you guys is, think yeah. of, uh, before we get into the chemistry... What are your thoughts on mm -hmm. Nigel McGinnis? He's the right guy. I like Nigel. Think. I yeah, yeah, I think he's really good. I think he, <laughs> I think he, he's the right type of guy for Kevin because the because he likes. I think he likes to call it like real sport, and I think uh, yeah. that's a good match. He's still got a little. He, I think, because he 
really cut his bones in WWE, he's going to have to shake that off a little bit because, you know, but yeah. I think he'll be good. I think he'll be good. I I think these two will be phenomenal together in time. And again, this is first episode. They had their, they had a, you know, they had some chemistry issues initially. Um, speaking of chemistry issues, Jim Ross and travel is, is not Jim going well at the moment. Jim Ross <laughs> yeah. and gravity. Yeah. You know, when, when, when people start reporting that you've had a, a, a spill, um, it might be time to be time to retire. And I, again, I hate, I hate shitting on Jim Ross, love Jim Ross, but man, yeah, I, he we, is, we he, both is deep, he will deep power through anything. Ross. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's, uh, it's, it's hard, man, because you can tell that, um, I mean, I don't want to say it seems like it's all he's got right now, but it, it definitely, he, he's, he definitely seems to have a lot of his identity wrapped up in what he's doing in the business. And you hate to see, you hate to be, I'm sure Tony Khan would probably hate for him to not be involved. Yeah, uh, and so and I know, not have him around. I think we, I think, I think Tony Khan needs to make him a really good offer for a behind the scenes role. I know it'll hurt for a little while. And again, we've talked about it a million times. Have him do behind the scenes interviews, sit downs with people, emphasizing the sit down aspect of that. Um, but yeah, the commentary it's it needs it needs to be wrapped up. Considering he announced he was retiring like a year ago but it was going to come at some point in the future and it still hasn't come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I the only and one they, that remembers they, that? I, no, I, you know, I, I don't remember it, but he just like Jim Ross says a lot of stuff. He, he yeah. like, he puts the cowboy hat emoji after whatever he says. <laughs> and you're just like, Oh, it's, it's old man. Yeah. You're talking, talking yeah. about whatever he's yelling at the clouds. And yeah. he's, there is still a place for him in some very specific yes. matches that you could have him call, but making a spot for him on Rampage or making a spot for him on Collision every week is something that they need to reconsider. And that is that is hard for me to admit. I push back on a lot of people saying he needs to go, but mm-hmm. there there is a point where gracefully he is no longer adding to the product as much as he is taking away from it. And that is a point mm-hmm. that you have to look at and say, is this a cost I'm willing to bear going forward? I really, I really, really like your point there, Jeremy, in that if they still bring him in, in, in the right spots at the right times, it'll be a huge deal. There'll be huge pops and it'll feel incredibly special. Um, and while at the same time he can be doing He's one of the most capable people in wrestling behind the scenes on a number of levels and and they should utilize him as such have like have him at as many shows as he wants to be at each and every week so he feels like he's involved because he should be involved. He's one of the best minds in wrestling. Um but yeah, it's just the commentary isn't what it used to and like you said it's starting to be take more away than than he is adding to the shows. That yeah, said, sure. the man did take a big spill, and so you're going to be – he's not going to be at his best. He made no the town. That. Yeah. He made the town. That's right. The road owned him, but not not completely. God bless the throat right. coat. Like, that really worked yeah. out for him. 
It did. Yeah. It actually did. Yeah. Apparently they gave him some throat coat when he first came out and it cleared it up. Really? I need to look into throat coat, man. All right. Well, I don't want to bury the lead here. Let's talk the promo. No. Let's start with you, Jeremy. What do you think? <laughs> Boy, CM Punk is the main character of the story in AEW. There I was am, yeah. there was a lot about the way he has portrayed his actions and his behaviors that seemed to omit a lot. And that was the big takeaway that I had was there were causes and effects, but he only seemed to... Uh, be able to remember certain things that happened on the road to whatever ruin that last summer had caused. And so I applaud him for going out there and creating a promo that has got us all talking, that yeah. is 1,000% pro wrestling. We may or may not get all of the payoff matches out of this. Uh, it seemed like he was pointing a finger directly at MJF, uh, in this promo while indirectly pointing a finger at other people uh, that he might consider to be the counterfeit properties to the real yes. deal. Uh, those are all those are all things that you're just like, okay, you're creating a map of your six months to 12 months of whatever you want your career to be, but is this what AEW is supposed to be, or are we all just going to fit around the mold of CM Punk going forward and it is going to be CM Punk in the AEW show, or is it going to be the AEW show featuring CM Punk, which are two completely different things. Yeah. And so I don't know Absolutely. what it's going to be, and, I, and I'm just... Buckle up, because right. you thought it was, you thought it was quote, like crazy before. He's back. And he is not taking any prisoners. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a Kevin. good way to put it. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One through ten, how slick was the burial of the Bucks? Oh, that was a ten. I love that. That was, that was so good. The line, I, I mean, missed it for a second. I missed it for just a second, and then I started thinking about that line, and it hit me. He hit so many things in that. David Zaslov, name drop David Zaslov. Yep. Uh, David Zaslov calls me one Bill Phil. Reference the billion dollar deal that's been rumored and basically said that that if that deal happens, it's because of me, which is a which if like on camera, that's I'm the biggest star in this company off right. camera. That is you guys think you're running this place and I'm running this place. Uh, 
and the genuine article in a world of counterfeit bucks. I mean, that's chef's kiss. That's a great yeah. line. I mean, yeah. If you hate him, love him. That's a fantastic line. And even you know, even the even the Bucks had to give it up for that because on their Twitter promo, pro, uh, Twitter bio, they responded by saying, "If this was 2018, we would have counterfeit Buck shirts in the store right now." <laughs> Keep and, killing and it, Mike. Why why don't you? Like why don't you? Yeah. By the way, unfortunately, David Zaslov knows <clears throat> me as Jimmy Fivebot because for just five dollars a month, <laughs> you can become a subscriber. To the Fight Game Media Patreon, patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media. You're keeping a roof over my head. You're keeping water in Puppet Up's bowl. Do you know how much water is in the Chihuahua Desert here in Albuquerque, New Mexico? It's actually pretty reasonable. But, yeah, you get lots of extra shows uh, each and every week. Also, make sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, of course, youtube.com backslash Fight Game Media. And Jeremy, if they want to watch your show, watch or listen, how do they do that? So we go live on Tuesday afternoon. So if you get in the early bird worm style of watch of listening to the boom on Tuesday morning, you can hop right over to YouTube at 5.15 Eastern, 2.15 Pacific, and we go live to talk about that week in New Japan Pro Wrestling. All of it. With me and Stephen Conway, the guest last week. And now I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> All right. And by the way, this is the time to do that. Yeah. So you can watch them every Tuesday in the, in the, in the afternoon, you can watch power bombshells on YouTube every Sunday at 1 PM central. Um, frankly, there's no reason for you not to be a part of this fight game media family and support me personally and financially with your $5 a month. It's spread amongst a lot of people, but just saying it's the best deal in combat sports. Kevin, back to you. That was speaking of Chef's Kiss. That was, that was amazing. Tremendous transition. I had I had so to much. I had to put my mouth elbow over my mouth to stop myself <laughs> from laughing. That was so good. That was so good. Ah, <laughs> uh, so CM Punk You're making me a happy man. Oh, yeah, here's so another thing was, I liked. Yeah, uh, I don't say that I'm the best because I was in the best singles dog collar match. I say it because <laughs> I won the dog collar match. <laughs> That was that was a pretty good line. Yeah. That was a good line. So he's here's my question, man. though. He is, yeah. he is a consummate businessman, and he has talked about this being a pro wrestling business, and if you mm -hmm. remember when this all started with All Elite Wrestling, the knock was this was all friends wrestling, and he mm -hmm. is trying to erase that stigma, whether people like it or not. He is turning the perception of what All Elite Wrestling is from what it was into something completely different. And we don't know what that is. With Collision, with Rampage and Dynamite, this is all five hours of programming. We were living off of two, three hours for a long time. People were fighting for time and people weren't mm -hmm. able to jump up and like grab whatever brass ring is supposedly out there. But now that you got two more hours and a lot of hungry talent ready to show off, I think business might pick up and he might have been on to something. So I don't know. Like he might there be. is good and bad to all of this. So speaking of new uh, talent, what did you think about, we talked about this a little bit uh, offline, but um, the fact that he did not take the time to mention his match later in the show or like, you know, kind of give a rub. Like when he first came 
came in, it was like, Darby Allen, I want you. And this time it was like calling out the Bucks, calling out MGF. But it was also like, I've got a match later that I need you to stay tuned for, even though you what you came for was this. I want you to stay for the rest of the show. Didn't even mention it. Do you think that was a big deal? Not big deal. I think the ratings are going to are going to determine whether that was a big deal or not. Especially when we get those breakdowns of the quarter hours, because I'm really curious. I'm really curious. By the way, has Dave said anything about the ratings yet? Dwayne, either because of Juneteenth. Okay, that's what Uh, I thought. Okay. Yeah. So I'm really, really curious because. We had, of course, the major ratings boom for the initial return of CM Punk. Mm -hmm. And clearly there's going to be... Clearly the ratings, I think, are going to be decent because he's been all that we've talked about in pro wrestling for the last year without him wrestling at all. But I'm really curious as to how many people are going to show up on a Saturday, like, first of all, and then stick around for the whole show and this seemed like a show in, in a little bit of a way for hardcores with, oh, the return of Andrade. Like that, like the crowd pop, but I don't know how much casual CM Punk fans are going to pop that. Or the return of Miro when I think a lot of these people might not even realize these people have been gone. I don't know. I'm just really I have curious. A, I have a... Th- I have a not even... It's a raw dough theory. It's not even half baked. I don't even. Okay. That, okay. Uh, that I think WWE is really, it's undeniably getting hot right now. If it's not already, it's a hot product. Getting yeah. hot. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. It's hot. And what we've seen is when, when WWE gets hot, wrestling gets hot. And if they continue to grow and theoretically win back a lot of lapsed WWE fans. There's going to be a lot of those people who have an appetite for the people that were stars when they were last watching it. And a lot of those people are on collision. Um, and if, you know, also QT Marshall. Yeah. Just right. So it's know. a watch, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if punk continues this, shall we call it like head of the table energy? Like if he, if he, if he's this main character energy where it's like this universe revolves around me and starts to attract that, I think the people who are into Roman Reigns are going to be into CM Punk. And I think it could, you know, I think they could grow a little bit too. I think they might start to get that Venn diagram overlap between casual AEW and WWE fans and actually draw some of those people that had that weren't into necessarily with the bucks and hangman and Omega do there, there's something to that. There's one last thing I want to ask you guys about this uh, before I, I don't really have anything else, but on that opening promo versus the final match that we have, is it, is it right to look at it as two segments of the same show or was that opening segment, something unavoidable that they had to get out of the way. And it's kind of an alone on the Island kind of segment that you just, arguably may end up being a historical like aspect of our business and a, and a pivot, like crucial point. Is it better to look at it as like it, its own little thing. And then the rest of the episode uh, separate and almost 
think about that segment and the final thing is two completely different things. Would we be talking about a historical aspect of it if he brought up something like, oh, and the match I have later on tonight? Is there something to that that it would have diminished something that would have had a longer stamp on history? I really like your thought on that. Like, I really, really do, because that's how I view that this episode. I view that as that was a standalone thing, and then everything else afterwards was different. I still think he needed to get that in there, and it wouldn't have been... I don't think it would have thrown off the historical nature of mm. of that speech one way or the other. We had, By the way, there was like... Have you ever tuned into a wrestling show where there was zero doubt whatsoever? Like not like zero, 0.0% chance that anything else was going to start the show. Like we all knew exactly how that yeah. show was going to start. <laughs> you couldn't put that yeah. off five minutes. No, not at no. all. Yeah. yeah. Anyone yeah. who was like, why aren't Kevin Kelly and introducing themselves and welcoming us, you know, and all that stuff. It's yeah. like, no, that's no. for week four. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that's, that's a really good road. point. What you said, I think, I think in punk's mind, he wanted, he wanted this, segment to live forever on YouTube as a self-contained, you know, piece like as like, this is a, this is a piece of game and there, and it has no connection. I mean, it has a connection, but, um, like there, it's not dated. He was a composer it's just, it's, and he had a, yeah, he had his you thing know. he was going to do. I think, I think it would have been better for the show as from the Tony Khan perspective. I'm like, yeah, why would you not take your most interesting part and have it feed the next thing, you know, even as simple as him saying, like, what did he end with? Uh, um, it takes a lot, you know, you're never going to fill my shoes or whatever. And he say like, you know, these shoes, you can't fill them. And tonight in about 90 minutes or about, you know, in about, yeah, what was it? An hour. And in about an hour, Jay White, Samoa Joe, Juice Robinson, you're about to find out like that quick. Yeah. You know, by the by the way, you know how like I don't I don't know if it's the same, but like a year ago, I think the average age of a WWE viewer was like seventy two years old. I'm just picturing like the one AEW viewer who's like seventy five, <laughs> and he's like watching from the nursing home, and has no access to the internet. And when they stripped the Bucks and Punk like a year ago, he's like, just what in the hell is going on? And then he tunes in this <laughs> this Saturday. He's like, I'm that's it. I'm F, I'm fucking done with this bullshit. Yeah. What in the <laughs> hell are they talking about? Yeah. Like if you weren't uh, if you are not on the internet, you had no clue what the hell was happening. But everybody yeah. watching that, other than that one poor guy, is on the internet. And and kind of knows what's in the bag. Well, I'm I'm hoping we know what's in the bag. And, and the poor like people a, that are taking care of him at that nursing home are not giving him credit because they just think he's no. lost his mind. They're like, oh, yeah, it's exactly. uh, he's just having trouble remembering. And they're like, no, it actually is genuinely yeah. confusing. Yeah, like this man may have the best memory in North America. They've got him on Alzheimer meds now because of Tony Khan and CM Punk. And he's just got a bag that may have a title in it, may have a head in it. We don't know. Might have yeah. Adrian. In My it. theory is that Punk decided to do that that night, and they didn't have the belt. So yeah, that sounds right. He was like, "Dax, give me your belt. I'm going to throw it in a bag." <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah, what which which belt is in there? And it had to be 
had to be an FTR. Belt. Some, someone well, I saw, I think know, it was on Twitter. Possible because he's got the burp. Like MJF doesn't have that belt. That's like, true. He's got the they might have had one. So if not out of the realm possibility that yeah. he had that one or yeah whatever. Like I'm still trying to figure out: Does he have a claim to the title? It was vacated, not stripped, not whatever. Right? Do you guys right. think vacated he, quote like, due to injury? Yeah. So Tony Khan vacated it for him. So he didn't I give am. it up. He wasn't stripped. Do you think he has a claim to the title still? I think he does I in a wrestling. Know. So I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. think it's a claim to be champion, but I think it's like that's a valid claim to be like the champion has to defend against me. If that makes I am new. far more concerned, Kevin and Jeremy, that this could lead to an AEW collision world title. No, oh, and no. I really don't want that to happen. Yeah. Oh, I really no. don't want that to happen. An AEW world champion and an AEW heavyweight champion. Oh no. Yeah. There no. you go. <laughs> there you go. They, Let's go Universal while we're at it. I saw someone on Twitter when he came out with that red bag that said, uh, please let him turn the, like turn the bag upside down. And Larry comes out. <laughs> like he just like rolls it out and just Larry, the dogs out there. Oh, there's so many different scenarios. We could go from there. Like Jake the snake, Steel. snake comes out and he just falls <laughs> to his knees, weeping, yelling out Larry's name. <laughs> yeah. He's still bag, just a bag of a steel man. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. So, by the way, thank the Lord they got CM Punk for this. Or I think this would have been what, like, whatever the ratings are going to end up being without CM Punk, I think they would be like half or less. Oh, gosh. For this show. Because this show would be meaningless without Punk. Um, by the way, no Thunder Rosa. It kind of only just hit me. We didn't get yep. Thunder Rosa. Not even a. Not even an, an image of her that I can remember. No, they didn't she's even still trying to get cleared. Hmm. Okay, yeah, because last I'd heard, the back was not cleared up. Which Lord knows, I they were understand. promoting her, and she was in. You know, she had sound bites in the commercials and stuff like that. So she was being pushed as part of it. I, I thought maybe they would like have her on like a guest comment, like a third person in the booth commentator or something, mm-hmm. since she's been doing a little commentary. Like just have her. Here she is, kind of like they did with Hobbs. Like, here he is. Yeah. He's going to be on the show, everybody. If if she were there in person signing autographs or something as well. Yeah. So let's see. All right. Well, what were the, like, let's get to the actual, actual show. What, uh, what did you guys think of the matches? Do you think the show was good enough for what was promised for this first episode? I thought it was a really good show. I really liked that it was uh matches and promos okay and um i don't know it felt a little bit like what what we thought rampage would be i guess is the best way to put it or kind of what rampage started as yeah and very quickly went away from yeah that's that's a concern because <sighs> that it feels like what rampage was and we're considering where rampage not necessarily is now but was 3 weeks ago before Brian Danielson started fiddling around with it. Right. Um, it it no, was it a little just, bit because they still brought out the acclaimed to just do a meaningless yeah. scissoring segment, although it was amazing to see. Tony it was an amazing. Yeah. Uh, but but, but I, just, I like I was sitting there going, what's this doing on collision? Like these, you know, these are dynamite <laughs> guys. You know? Oh, man. I, I'm really glad the acclaimed were there. Still think everybody loves the acclaimed legitimately. 
and they need to be they need a bigger spotlight put on them. Um, what, are, what are the thoughts on what are the thoughts on Luchasaurus having gold before Jungle Jungleman Jack Perry? It fits the story, you know. That's like true. if if Jack Perry is going to be hunting for a title and getting foiled at every every turn, and then it turns out that the path that he didn't take is reaping success for his former friends and they're winning in their dastardly ways. That's a story that kind of writes itself. That's true. That's a really good point. So my theory with Perry is, so that was on Dynamite that they set up the Sonata match, right? Yes, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So he's challenging Sonata. They set up the Luchasaurus match on Dynamite right. and they set up Jack Perry's match and Forbidden yeah. on Dynamite. On the same show. And then so he, for some reason, needs Hook in his corner to have his back against Sonata, who I guess is a known gangster. With, he's about got to, just five, five guys, guys behind him, guys. Like, <laughs> he it. needs at least yeah. one person to defend against those other four right. monsters. Yeah. So uh, my theory is I mean, everyone expects him to lose. Of course, he's not going to win the IWGP world title. But so the, I it it seems to me like they're starting a story where Perry is going to just keep losing title matches until he gets down to where he's lowered to have to, def- to ask of his best friend and hook, give me a shot at that FTW title. It's the last title I can go for. And then he cheats to beat him for the FTW title. Is, and Jack Perry's first gold is the, the lowly FTW gimmick. The title. saddest story. I've ever heard in my life, and I really <laughs> It's a sad exactly story. I'm so here going, for it. <laughs> this is bad. This yeah. is heartbreaking. And then he just carries that thing around like he did win the IWGP title. Oh, yes. Yeah. Super heel, super heel jungleman with the FTW title. Like, just... I, that's phenomenal. That's beautiful. Telling people Gavin. they're not good enough to challenge for that title. Right. That, yeah, right. Got energy. You have to win an eliminator match <laughs> to, to get the FTW. Yeah, you have to wrestle. You have to wrestle every single champion that he could not beat to yeah. gain access to you a match. You have to beat the people that, that beat title. me. Yeah. That's right. Which is, oh, it's such a long list, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, okay. What were the other matches on here? Anything necessarily want to talk about? a Murphy match. Or, yeah, uh, Matthews. Andrade buddy match. It happened to me too. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that happened on the show. Uh, Dasha yeah. got the... Uh, Dasha announced him. Oh, I and, missed uh, it. And the buddy Murphy, buddy Matthews. And now it got in my head and I screwed it up. So apologies to buddy. I'm just going to stick with buddy and Andrade. Yeah. Hell of a match. Did not see that coming. No, it was mm-hmm. fantastic. And I love the, uh, so I'm now, that night I wasn't sure because it caught, I think it caught a lot of us off guard, but I think that they were really experimenting with picture and what to do in picture and picture by having that doctor, the doctor check him out in the commercial break because mm. it seemed too much to be part of the story that he'd win with the figure eight and they had the knee and, you know, I think that would, that was all by design and this is a wild hair. I have actually nothing to connect this to other than there's two things that I'm going to put them together was, uh, Chris hero, apparently being backstage, uh, that, and, and kind of getting a tryout as a, as a backstage person. And I wonder if he had a little influence on that just as a new person or if any one of the new people, cause I guess, you know, 
Jimmy Jacobs is out there now. Like they got all kinds of people in creative. Danielson, Hero, you get all those guys in there. They're spitballing all these ideas of. I could see Danielson doing that. Back in Ring of Honor to pass some time, and they're like, "Hey, what if we try this in picture in picture?" And everybody thought, "Oh, is everything going wrong?" But when you're just not used to the concept of, I think somebody else kind of mentioned. They kind of used it as like a round kind of thing, like between mm-hmm. boxing rounds. They almost did like a everybody kind of got their their bearings again, and then they went back into the action. And Ooh, yeah, Andrade, Andrade would continue to sell that arm, and then Murphy would spotty back forth the leg at the elbow. But but man, I know they've had great matches in the past, but this was just like this is what I was talking about of people getting the opportunity to shine that. You know, mm-hmm. when you've got two hours on dynamite and people are fighting an hour, a minute getting cut during the show, this is a blessing for guys like that to just go wild. So with House of Black showing up at the end and that sets up a trios feud, who is the trio that Andrade has? Is it straight up like, because they made a, they almost seem to make a point that he was not fronting LFI Mm-hmm. this week like uh, jose asasante was not with him uh you know they you know he wasn't he didn't have blanco what's his name yeah. um and so it seemed like and, and he's also a face now he's very clearly like baby face right now mm-hmm. so i'm wondering if this is going to set up a forbidden door with some sort of are there in Gobernable tie in, but I don't know. We had, I've been, I keep forgetting, I keep asking and keep forgetting like who's, who's booked, who's not, who's going to be, who's possible to be around, what's likely. I didn't even know. I mean, I I mean it'd be amazing. Guys. It would be amazing to see an original Gobernable's trios team. Uh, like if you, and, you could, LIJ is all in the clear. All the, all the New Japan people could show up on Dynamite and they could show up on Rampage and they could show up on Collision and, Naito teased that his next match was going to be in Mexico after Forbidden Door. But Naito is a trolling piece of whatever <laughs> sometimes. And so you and really a, can't and a, believe and a door dasher. him when he well, you really cannot believe him when he tells you where he is going to be and when his next match is. There is a lot of intrigue and excitement for some type of team up with Andrade. I don't know if it's Forbidden Door or I don't know if it's Collision. There seems to be a lot of these Collision guys that it's a little quick to get these matches going for Forbidden mm-hmm. Door, and I'm and I'm on the fence about whether they're able to pull it off. But does it matter? And that's going to be a Forbidden Door talk when we get to that later on. But yeah. there okay. might be smoke to that fire, one hundred percent. That's really interesting. Also, it kind of feels like. I don't know. I wonder if I wonder if collision debuting this late, if the plan might not be to start building towards all in and all out and completely skip forbidden door with most of the storylines. I don't know. Yeah, they might just be thinking of collision as they did build it's no on a separate track right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they barely so they did. Yeah, no it's build, the no new build. It's the punk verse right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the punk verse exactly. Um, all right, where are we going next, Ke- uh, Kevin? Probably let's. We probably need to get to Forbidden Door. All right, let's do it. 
What do we have so far? So we got four matches and one that's been heavily suggested. And I think that's okay. all we're aware of so far. So Will versus Kenny 2 for yep. the IWGP US title. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. Dream match. Uh, AEW World Championship. Yeah. Every time it's said those two matches back to back, it makes right. me giggle like yeah. a schoolgirl. It just <laughs> That's does. Right. Like, come on, this is real. It really, this really is one of those shows where it's just the rest is gravy. <laughs> yeah. So, MJF versus Tanahashi for the AEW title with intrigue there because MJF says he's not going to show up, and some people have some interesting punk theories about that. I don't know how much thought to give that, but. Uh, and then Sonata defending the IWGP World Championship against Jungle Boy Jack Perry that we just mentioned. And mm-hmm. then heavily suggested is uh, Zack Sabre Jr. challenging Orange Cassidy for the international title. So I think I think we'll probably see them in some Kevin, some when, I, when I say I popped when Zack Sabre Jr. walked in on the Orange promo where he's like, you know, in just a second, somebody's going to walk in. Yeah. <laughs> oh my! Because that's the that's the one I've been wanting. I've been wanting that exact match, and I really hope it happens. That that I is one I that I, I didn't have on my bingo card because of the Samoa Joe stuff on Ring of Honor. Yeah. But they kind of they kind of just kind of made sure that Ring of Honor and Forbidden Door have nothing to do with each other. Like Forbidden Door is a tier above what they're doing yeah. on Ring of Honor, and they and they when they did that Zack Saber or Cassidy match, I was like, oh. Oh, okay. So let's look at this a little bit differently. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like they were laying groundwork for one thing, but they have escalated this differently. And Orange Cassidy is one of the biggest stars in the company. And oh, he's the MVP he is going to go everything. nuts against the Zach. That is going to be an unbelievable. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he he's going to be motivated to top last year. And Zack Sabre Jr. is is just always motivated to do something interesting and creative. It's going to be unlike any other match on the show. I think it has, it, it, I, I, I cannot say it will steal the show on a show with those two main events. But it's just not stealing the show as much. No, as it's not stealing it's the show. It's great. But as, I bet I would not be shocked it if it's so the third good. best match on the show. That Zipper Jinger currently has the new Japan pro wrestling television title which is a 15-minute sprint title, much like Stardom has their sprint title. I think this match is not for that, so there's no 15-minute limit, but Zach is aiming for uh, Orange's international title, but Zach's TV title is not up for grabs in this, as we have uh, kind of... The way that he mentioned two titles will look great around Zack Sabre Jr. waist. So it looks That's like the only rules. Be... Okay. What Sorry. if... I didn't mean to step on you there. Uh, I didn't catch what you said. Oh, um, that's the only rules. It's not like a pure title where there's other like other rules with it. It's just 15-minute time limit, right? What if they did a thing where it was... What if it was... Uh, um. Both titles are up for the line, up on the line for 15 minutes. But if Orange can't beat him in 15 minutes, the TV title is no longer on the line. But Zach's still in the international title match. Ooh. that would be I, that would be a wrinkle. I don't know if they have the cojones to do that. Yeah, 
I would. Uh, that I might would be like too it. overthinking it, but like you can see it, like where they go and like Orange wins in fifteen oh six, and I but really, Zach walked, but but they each walk away with their titles because Orange got the win, but Zach he had, but he didn't do the amount of time or something like that. I think we still have time for things to be worked out. I would really well. We've got one week, six days. Um, I would love it if this were for the TV title. And so that limits the length of the match to 15 minutes. It's a draw with a rematch at all in where Zack Sabre Jr. takes their national title from Orange. I'd be down for that. They can go back to this because Orange has now been wrestling on some of those domestic New Japan Mm -hmm. shows. So this doesn't have to be a one-off thing. All they have to do is make sure they stay protect the mystique of both guys throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure they will. Um, and Tony, Tony said that um, he was expecting, he made some, some quote on one of his interviews recently where he said, if everything goes according to plan at forbidden door, a lot of all out, the stage will be set for a good part of all out. Yeah. Or I mean, sorry, not all in. Um, so I've got to think it's more than just setting up Osprey Omega three. Yeah. Um, and that would be an interesting way to do it would be to have, uh, orange Cassie defend the title against a Brit. I'm still skeptical about Aussie or Osprey Omega three in Wembley. And I'm thinking I got, I got a counter proposal to you guys that I'll okay. throw your way when we get there. Um, and I okay. wonder if it, it would be a big enough counter proposal. I'm excited to hear that. Okay. Okay. So what other matches kind of who's left that really needs to be on this card? Um, besides Aubrey Edwards, clearly, um, <laughs> Aubrey Edwards against Minoru Suzuki. That's the move right there. Mm-hmm. That's, the I think move. they're ready. Glad we've got Suzuki out of the way. Yeah. So who are the must haves on the AEW side that should be yeah. on Forbidden Door? Um, I mean you you right now we have nothing for the Bucks, Hangman, or FTR. FTR. Um okay. so well, your tag champs or not, your TNT Black doesn't Cole. usually come into play. TNT they didn't do last year, so yeah. I don't think you need Chris, Statlander, or uh <laughs> Luchasaurus, no. No. Uh we don't have anything um, for Blackpool either, though, do we? No. There's no. a lot of faction matches. Yeah. Now, we had, last year we had nine matches on the main card and four pre-show matches. And yeah. right now we have four matches total. And if we didn't have any other singles matches on this whole thing, would you guys be fine with these five single matches? And then uh, oh, yeah. a, a down match card of a bunch of uh, Ryan yeah. and Reason mystery vortex kind of stuff i'm i'm I, totally I would, fine if they I don't would. announce another single match be like okay it's an hour and a half each i'm good with that let's go uh, <laughs> i would let's roll i mean I, I would not be disappointed i still would think it'd probably be worth the money assuming everything goes to the way you think it will but and no one gets hurt but um yeah i would love to see some factions match up i would love to see uh lij against um BCC or something, you know, like just, mm-hmm. just some of these like great teams. I want to see Yoda Suchi get a match to really 
show American audiences what he's been showing. I think I think they're gonna put something on him pretty. Yeah, like they did that last year with um, uh, Shota. You know, where everyone was just like, "Holy crap, where'd this guy come from?" You know, like this was the guy who was following Moxie around, and he really got to show out. And so I'm hoping they do that with him. I hope you know to the point where it's like he gets a big win or something like that. Um, but I don't know who it would be with, you know, other than like poor Wheeler Yuta. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fine if it's like eight man, six man, a couple of tags. You don't need to like yeah. have tag versus tag title or any of that stuff for me. There, there's only a... two guys that I'm very curious about what their role is going to be, and that is Naito and Hiromu Takahashi. Those are the only two that I'm like, I would like a prominent match. The one that I'd really like to see, and I, I've kind of thrown it out there a couple times, is Hiromo and Naito versus Sting and Darby Allen. That would oh, be, be amazing, my right? that would be my like drop the mic match. I've wanted to see this all my life. The the Muda connection between Naito and Sting, the style compare and contrast between Darby and Hiromu. These are all things that like please at some time in my life give me this match. That would and be if, great. And if it doesn't happen, I'm fine. Like, I'm not going to, you know, yeah. bah, nah, blah, blah, blah. everything <laughs> yeah. ruined. It's not like that. But in a perfect world, if they gave me that match, I'd be so happy. I'm 100% yeah. sold. I would love that. I'm really disappointed that we've got the Mercedes Monet injury. Because I think she could have been a major, That would could it would have been a big deal to have an AEW star matching up with her mm-hmm. and if if we did it would, have that, it would probably be the injury, third biggest match on the show yeah mm-hmm. who would you who would each of you guys have uh have paired up with her there it would have been hater in a perfect world mm-hmm. but in an imperfect world i would have been lost fine both. with mercedes versus tony storm okay right you mean Aubrey Edwards, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got. I get the same Aubrey the Edwards. Their work rate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Oh. I mean, I, I mean, Britt would be Britt may not be the best match, but that would be the the marquee match. But I don't think you could do that right out of the gate uh, for multiple well, yeah. reasons, not just creatively. Britt but losing. Like, you got to get them working right together. And, yeah. Yeah, you, but so you're I right. come up with a Jamie scenario with Willow to okay. maybe uh-huh. have a little bit of shine out of this. And what do you guys think about the idea that Tony comes after Willow saying, hmm, I think your title looks really good and I want it. And so Willow's put in a position to defend her title, but Tony's not in a def- position to defend her. And then Willow mm-hmm. beats her on the title defense. And Ooh. I think that could get Willow over without putting anyone in a bad position, given that Tony yeah. is a heel. And it would also continue to elevate Willow because, like, they locked into this with her, with the, yeah. with the yeah. Mercedes Monet entry, 1,000%. And they should be the stepping on are... the gas with it. Yes, they should. And they're not. Yes. And they're not. Yeah. And this the, is the fans are already so fans are already so behind her. Yes. Like, that's... That's a beautiful idea. I love that. Yeah, they, yeah the, the easy thing right. would do would be to have her like beat Ruby, you know, and you yes. could just do that. But I think what you're talking about, that's like really investing in someone and using using the equity you have when you're new champion to do that. Now, 
that kind of sets you up in a thing where you'd have to, you might have to do a 50, 50 down the road, you know? And that's fine. Yeah. But like the big show will get the rub. And if down the line on a a TV episode of dynamite, or if you really wanted to do the go back and have Tony versus Willow, at all mm-hmm. out or all in whatever you can do that yeah or you but, can do it in dynamite and main event it on dynamite and pump it up and yes. make it feel like a big deal and you know but uh, the perception is see- the reality and you're just not investing in her the way that right. you should and right. you don't have it you talk about all these big opportunities at these shows this is the big opportunity this is one about. yeah yeah for sure i'm actually really surprised they are featuring willow and sky blue as much as they are at the moment i sky blue stepped up like Mm -hmm. she had it the best week i've ever seen out of her in aew and she did have a really good week i i was kind of disappointed in their tag team match i thought they both made some she and willow both made some mistakes but still absolutely her best week i think so far i I will freely admit i'm grading on a curve when it comes to sky blue absolutely oh for sure yeah, we, we all are. are. Um, but it's cool that she, it's cool that they were both featured in 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 Sky's hometown. Her mom got to be there front row to watch her performance, and I'm sure that played a big part in it as well. Also, I really loved the crowd pop for her when she came out in Chicago, and you could see the real emotion that she had to take a second. Yeah, and compose she had to take herself a second. with that. Because mm-hmm. that's a little girl's dreams being realized right there. And we all got to watch that. And that was really, really cool. Right. Also, congrats right, to her landing uh, Kyle Fletcher as her new boyfriend. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, that, the, you didn't see the, the, the pool party pictures? Yeah. Um, poor poor Dante Martin. Listen, man. Yeah. He's, uh, <laughs> he's out of commission. He may as well have been right John now. Cena. He is sidelined at the moment, I'm afraid. Yeah. All right. Time for the heat index. That seems like that should have been number one right there. Well, real quick, can we go back to one? Well, I'll I'll make this an item on the heat index. MJF. Okay. No, because it's related. Because it would be MJF versus Tanahashi, uh, how we think that's going to go down. Okay, uh, sorry. MJF. So jumping ahead like that. No, no, no. That's okay. Because it it ties to the heat index. Because my first heat index would be... MJF and Adam Cole and then just a general like you know what are we thinking of MJF these days yeah. uh, so I don't know what are you thinking about MJF Tanahashi me yeah, yeah sure okay you're, you're the uh, expert my friend this is a guy Tanahashi is no longer the Tanahashi that you knew 10 years ago with that said and Conway, Stephen Conway last week, and his excellent job that I'm barely trying to keep up with this week, uh, stated he has good knee days and he has bad knee days. And uh, when he has a big match scenario, and he hasn't had a whole lot of big match scenarios since he had the match with Will Ospreay, I think, uh, he's okay. He can be okay. And as much crap as MJF talks, it is clear to me that this guy is watching his new Japan and he is watching his Japanese pro wrestling. There are, there are moves and drivers that he does that are only performed in Japan. And so you're looking at him like, okay, you're, 
your credibility here is good. Um, this is exactly the kind of match that I hope to see to elevate MJF's status as a main eventer. He should be having matches with the guys this caliber who are on their way down as he is on his way up. And I've been really critical about MJF because of all the the work that has been done to work the fans throughout the time. And it's like, if you think you were all that and you are working the fans to this level, you better deliver at the highest level and you are going to be open to scrutiny, at least by me, for yeah. how you compose yourself. <laughs> yeah. With that said, like, he is delivering at a high level consistently in the ring, and I cannot say anything otherwise about that. Now, his behavior and the way that he acts as a main eventer, as a personal preference, sometimes it doesn't do it for me. Tanahashi, I think, is going to bring out the best in him because I think he loves Tanahashi. I think this is a, a, a bucket list match for him, and he is going to make Tanahashi look good as much as Tanahashi is going to make him look good. I am not yeah. worried about this match whatsoever. I know that there's a perception about who MJF is facing. I'm just pleased he has a match at all. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah. I mean, that's how we kind of entered that conversation last week is do is MGF going to be here? Do they even need him? And I'm just excited he's there. And I do think, I totally agree with you. I think he is going to be completely invested in making his opponent look like a million bucks. I think it's going to be a great match yeah. partially because of that. Whether he the, whether he's having a bad knee day or not, I think yeah. MJF will, will absolutely make sure this is a classic. Yeah. And so think, what made yeah, me laugh was... Sorry, one more thing. Nope, what made me yeah. laugh is that he made a comment about the indie feds, uh, the indie fed in New Japan. <laughs> if you're watching the house shows uh, that are New Japan are airing on their New Japan World, that is exactly what it looks like. These are house shows with 700, 800, 1,000 people scattered, empty seats everywhere. This dude is watching New Japan World yeah, all the yeah. time. I love that. that. Tanahashi's been that. calling him like MGD in his interviews or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. He's been doing a shtick yeah. where he can't remember how to how to spell his name. Yeah, he spent two minutes on one of their backstage comics that uh, Stephen was mentioning how they do their thing. And he went out there like MTG. I don't know. Hold on, I'll get back to it. Uh, Okada yeah. and I, we got some big things. We for the G1. Oh, MJF. Yeah, I guess I'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah i love it yeah i think it'll be i don't know what the ceiling is on how good a tanahashi match can be right now but i think it's gonna be pretty good like pretty good and i think the best case scenario for an mjf is for the character of mjf to be dragged into forbidden door kicking and screaming and then having a plus four star match with whoever yeah. he gets dragged into fighting and i think that's i think that's the story and i think that's what they're gonna do um, this was a perfect scenario for a Monday morning meeting for TK and MJF and MJF leaving unhappy. This is what yeah. they should have been this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. All right. All right, Kevin, what's, what is next on the heat index? Well, what did you guys think of the draw? Uh, my, of, uh, I almost said Michael Cole. Adam oh, Cole. Adam. The Adam Cole-MJF match. The I didn't see it coming at all. feels like three weeks ago. I didn't see it yeah. coming at all. I, I didn't see I actually, it at all and I liked it. I actually thought to myself, wow, these guys are working like they're going to do a draw. And then I still didn't think to myself they were going to do a draw. <laughs> I, I heard the time it's... call. Oh, and you I did? Like, oh, I did never you? heard the and time call. And then I forgot about it. Yeah. I literally, I heard it and I'm like, they did a time call. And I was, and then I, <laughs> I forgot about it because it was just like they were getting to the end. And I honestly thought it had kind of gone past that point already. And mm -hmm. 
apparently it hadn't because I'm not the one that's a stopwatch when I hang out with people that watch pro wrestling. Uh, <laughs> so I just, I it caught me off guard and I was like, oh, so this is how they draw this out. And I don't know, I presume yeah. that Adam Cole is going to win the, the Owen Hart and then challenge again and that's going to be his avenue to do it uh, sometime before uh, the end of the summer. I'm kind of right there. That makes there a lot of sense. Jeremy. Yeah, I'm right there in that, uh, Jeremy, in that, like, it, it's a perfect way to put this on hold for a few weeks while we're doing lots of other things, and then we're going to come back to it in a few weeks, a month, something like that, because we know this is this is a long-term project. This isn't a right-now thing, and we got a really, really good match out of it. I, I loved it. It was it was great. There were there were a couple parts of it like Bryce Remberg is so on to MJF BS that he caught the ring before it yeah. before like he sniffed it out rather than even like getting yeah. a sense of it. And that is kind of annoying, but also a funny payoff because it happens mm-hmm. so much in their matches that he's just like, Yeah, I gotta keep an eye out for it. Yeah, keep but, an eye out for that. By the way, real quick, before we move on, for all the talk of Adam Cole's depleted body, personally, right now, I don't know if you guys agree with this, I think CM Punk makes him look like Buddy Matthews. <laughs> I did notice that Punk was uh, uh I know he was he, he was a little, a little wiry. A little soft. He was a little, a little soft. A little yeah. Gangly. A little gangly. Yeah, Clemmer's body. <laughs> he, yeah, he kind of had a little bit of a satchel, satchel ass going. <laughs> Triple I H never had thought a I would hear that point, associated with CM Punk. <laughs> oh man! What was so, the yeah, what was the Terry what was the Terry Funk out. line? Never trust a man whose ass is bigger than his shoulders. Satchel yeah, ass. yeah. <laughs> Which, unfortunately, I am firmly in that category. So two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, how you we, doing over there? Still I'm, still pretty right. spelt. Yeah, you're no. good for now. Talk you are married to a yoga instructor. I think you're I think you're solid. Yeah. Fun All right. What's the <laughs> what's next on the heat index? Uh big time main event angles. We we oh man we alluded to it earlier, but that last three minutes of dynamite, uh it reminded me, I don't know if you guys remember and I, I, we brought this up one time before, but uh, way back in like 2013, maybe early, it was early 2014. I think it might've been CM Punk's like almost his last appearance on raw where mm-hmm. they had all, or, or maybe it was December. I don't know. I, I'm messing up the dates. So, so forgive me on that. But I think it was when they were going to unify Cena and Orton's world titles into the one title. And they had a ceremony where they were going to, raise the belt or like whatever. And they had all the former champions in the ring at once. And punk was there. And this was like scruffy punk doesn't give a crap days. Whereas like, he just looks like he came out of the quickie Mart and showed up. And I remember all of this. They were all there. Yeah. And there was some angle where someone bumped into someone and it just created this chain reaction of all these former world champions. Just this guy bumped into that guy. So he did his finisher, which the dot finisher. And it just like, kept just going uh all the way around and this that uh angle was like that it was just because i i think i wrote down the so 
Hangman pins Yuta. Claudio attacks Hangman. Eddie Kingston appears, attacks Claudio. Uh, Mox pulls Eddie off of Claudio. They square off. Matt Jackson attacks Mox. Eddie saves Mox. Takeshita attacks Eddie. Omega attacks Takeshita. Osprey attacks Omega, hits him with the hidden blade. And Brian Danielson stands on the ramp and applauds. Like that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight little chains of events in that whole thing. It was, there you was so just much. thought Omega was coming out uh, at the mm-hmm. first time, right? Like when Hangman it was getting beaten up by Claudio, they're like, "Okay, now we got, now we're gonna have Omega. He's gonna, he's gonna return." Nope, we got Kingston, and he doesn't figure into any plan anywhere, anyhow. He's going to New Japan next month. Wearing... He's gonna be gone for the next two months. So, like, Where... what the hell is the plan there? Yeah, wearing a Lois Rules T-shirt, by the way. That's right, a Lois Shivani yeah. shirt. That was awesome. That was great. Yeah, he's, I really he's off the like board. that. Yeah, like, I don't know what his plan is other than to feature him on Forbidden Door and then like send him packing for a little while. But him coming out now was a choice, and and he's not going to be on Ring of Honor and he's not going to be on AEW after July fourth. But they were very clear that his program is still with Claudio. Yeah. It seems like. But he's not yeah, going to be around for that. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be on the G1 in Japan during that Death Before Dishonor uh, right. pay-per-view. I really, I really oh, like that. Dear, is that during G1? Yes. Okay. So he's back in the middle. Will, of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. So it's like, why did you do that? Unless maybe there's a match with Kingston teaming up with some people against Blackpool in the mm-hmm. in the Forbidden Door like run up because there isn't right. a whole lot of room for plans for him otherwise. And I thought that was really right. curious when he came back. Yeah, where yeah. he did. That's all right. Okay, so I guess this is a good point for me to mention that theory that I had about Forbidden Door since we talked about the, yeah. Obama, the Osprey thing. So. Conway and I had talked about, we both believe that Will Ospreay is slated to win the G1 and then potentially go on to Wrestle Kingdom and win the title either from Sonata or somebody else that, you know, is yet to be determined based Mm. off of tea leaves to do all that. If you do that, you kind of can't have Will Ospreay in a huge singles match that would overshadow Wrestle Kingdom going forward. Now, what if... Will Ospreay is flanked by a number of his United Empire people uh, at Forbidden Door 2, and we still haven't had the payoff of Kenny Omega going to Japan to visit some friends. What if, when he comes out at Forbidden Door 2, he's flanked by Kota Ibushi, and then that leads to a potential tag match of Takeshita and Ospreay versus Ibushi and Omega, at all oh in, God. leading to Takeshita and Omega at All Out the week. At All Out. Just just take all my money. Just that was, that <laughs> was my idea of how you could get about yeah. and get a bigger match than Omega Osprey 3 at All In, which is an amazing match if it happens, but there are roadblocks to that that make me think that wishing for it might be futile. My only thinking of why they might be doing it at all in is uh, booking wise, just booking wise of how they would get there is if Omega 
uh, wins this weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. So Osprey's lost twice. Mm -hmm. And then Osprey goes to the G1 and wins it. But he's like, that's not enough. I've got to, mm -hmm. I cannot go into Wrestle Kingdom with this loss on my uh, record right now or on my brain. Uh, Kenny Omega, I challenge you to all in uh, US title versus the title shot briefcase. And he puts his Wrestle Kingdom title shot on the line against Omega, hinting that if Omega were to win, you could potentially see like Omega Okada five or four or whatever it is at Wrestle Kingdom again, even though that wouldn't happen. But that would be the, the stakes. You could do it. You are playing with New Japan House money with an AEW company, and it requires a yeah. lot of trust between the two yes. companies. And I think that trust is there, but uh, it is not as easy as a snap your fingers kind of scenario. With that said, I wouldn't be against the idea whatsoever. Given that Okada famously last year refused to defend his G1 championship opportunity to anyone even though he lost uh a match here or there afterwards yeah so it would babyface will osprey a bit more uh in light of the dichotomy of last year yeah i love the idea i can get into keshta up there at that level though that's amazing yeah that, that, that was because i think I, I think they're getting to keshta and omega uh a single match in chicago that kind of seems oh, like that's gonna be so good that's gonna be what so we're good. building toward, right? El Hijo del Don yeah. Callis. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been I've been meaning to bring this up for weeks now, um, and we talked about this, guys, right before we started the show, um, which is uh, it's a go to Instagram, everyone, and check out Mel Coleman Art. She is the oh, one yes. that did the amazing painting of Don Callis holding the fallen Kenny Omega uh, that they, of course, put up during the entrances and now has them as <laughs> Don Takeshita as, I believe, centaurs. Am I correct? As centaurs, yeah. um, which was uh, displayed uh, this week. She does phenomenal work. If you go to her Instagram, it's, there's amazing, <laughs> there's amazing, there's ama amazing. amazing, she has phenomenal work of, of, Jungle Boy, MJF, like um, uh, Hikaru Shida. There's so much great work. And we were talking, she only has like 3,500 followers. It should be hundreds of thousands. And maybe, just maybe, with this podcast, we can get her to 3,505. I think we can do that. I just followed. I just, <laughs> I just followed two, so that's two. Yes. That's two. Perfect. All right, we only have three more I to go to get to my stated goal. No, okay. she really is an amazing follow, and we keep seeing These her work. Nobody knows where it comes from. It comes from Mel Coleman art. She is the shit. I, yeah. I have to give Mel Coleman some credit here. She gives the ass boy some mystique, and that is hard to do. She does, yeah. There you go. There you go. That's boy with the pearl earring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going fantastic. through them all right now? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Let's you told see, us yeah. to go to Mel Coleman Art on yeah. Instagram. We followed your instructions, sir. We, we I, need I'm assignment. <laughs> so not used to that ever happening in my life. We Very should reach out to her and see if she wants to come on the show. 
That's a great idea. We, yeah, I'm going to do that immediately. Um, There's, by the way, a really great Mercedes Monet. There's so much great stuff here. Um, And I've, I've, oh, I see the ass boys. Oh, my God. Ass boy with a pearly ring. That is beautiful work. Oh, man. Okay, Kevin. You got got a couple of Norman Rockwell style. Terry Funk in the Norman Rockwell. And I'm like, okay, that is pretty much amazing. And I know we have all Google searched that at some point in our lives. <laughs> um, so now we finally have it. It's finally paid off. All right, Excellent Kevin. Shout out, sir. Uh, thank you so much. All right, Kevin. Are we ready to move on to the yeah, next? Yeah, we'll probably go a little lightning round on some of these because they're not nearly as um, as uh, meaty as some of these topics. But uh, we'll hit these next. Speaking of Sky quick. Blue. Yeah. Sorry Sky Blue's that. big week. She had a great Sky week. Sky Blue's big week. She's yeah. She's again. She had her, she had she had her best week ever last week, and then she had her best week ever again this week. She's she's winning matches. She's getting compared to Italian beef sandwiches. It's a hell of a week for anybody. <laughs> in she, fell she fell in love. Wrestling. She fell. She fell in love. I mean, like things are looking up. We all know how hard and easy that is to do. Absolutely hard and easy. Right, man. Yeah, good for especially, her. Especially especially after your previous love destroys their ankle. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, it's I hard that, to find. I a hope good that was amicable. Best, best of luck, Me to too. Dante. That's I'd hate man, for him Dante's to deal having with a, both those things. It's having really a really hard time. Wasn't ready for that in today's episode. Uh, so what else? Well, you were asking in the notes here. You're asking what's her ceiling? And yeah, what's the her thing ceiling? Is she's she's so young. I think she is. I've continually said. I'm impressed with her for how old she is and for how many years she's been in the business. Um, And it just, I think with time, I don't think there's necessarily a limit, but it all comes down to her charisma. And I don't think we've really gotten a chance to see that. Again, there's one promo I really liked where it was just a couple of words. And to me, that's what it comes down to is what kind of charisma she's, she has. And it makes me wonder how good she is on the mic right now considering they're not showing us her on they're not giving us her on the mic at all. Yeah. And her one appearance on uh Hey You uh the Hey W <laughs> show. Uh, How did that go? Uh you know, not she didn't she she did I would say most people when they're on there you're like you need to watch this show because they really has shown so much personality than you see on TV. And mm-hmm. I didn't watch the whole thing, but for her, it was well, like, okay, yeah, I'm sure she's a lovely woman. I don't mean that to besmirch her I... real life personality. <laughs> I just mean, she's, she's, uh, she's not showing the, uh, dial it up to 11 yet that they, the yeah. proverbial 11, you know, your personality dialed up to 11. And I watched those. Did. I didn't watch that one. And based off of what I've heard from other people, I feel like I'd be better off of my opinion of her by not watching <laughs> yeah, I did. Now I've got to go watch it. I now did want to watch the part that I there was a headline in some of the aggregators that she tells a story about how she got kicked out of her church because she set a kid on fire when she was a child. <laughs> I do want to hear that story because I'm like, that's I feel that's like I got all I need out of the uh, hearing that story. It's like Sky Blue yeah. set a kid on fire one time. Right. Cool. I feel like that's a part of her character now. Yeah, on. that should be part of her character. She's a wizard. If Tony Khan is not having this woman set fire to everyone, he's dead yeah. to me. I'm done. I'm done with him. If he does, if we don't go that direction, she need to take that spray paint can that they keep using on her and like just put a 
a lighter on it and throw a flame in the middle right of the ring. Itself. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder All what right. the equivalent would be of her getting thrown out of the church. Would that be being rejected by Willow Nightingale? Maybe. Yeah, she's just too know. hardcore for Willow Deathmatch wrestler Willow Nightingale. Here's the move. I could see her like accidentally set, setting Willow on fire and starting an if feud. I think <laughs> the move is she th- they're in a tag match. She throws a fireball, burn ostensibly burns someone's face off. Willow Nightingale projectile vomits off the side of the ring. Wow. And that's that's what leads to their eventual feud is she just so disgusts Willow Nightingale. She just can't help but puke every they, time she does new. it. They're so nice. The, between the two of them, they've like they've they've out Kylie Raid Kylie Ray. Yeah. It, and it took them a long time to get to that spot. Of it yeah. took four years, but we finally got finally done it. Like All she right, might Kevin, be the new Kylie Ray, Willow Nightingale. Even Sky Blue yeah. could be the new Kylie Ray. But I, I put think my money is. on Willow first. No, Willow's. Yeah. Yeah, I think Willow is because. I think everybody I can't likes get, I can't get over Sky I can't Blue. get over ever since Jeff Hawk. Yeah, ever since Jeff Hawkins pointed it out, I can't unsee her um entrance video that says nothing matters, smile anyway. It's like the most nihilist like graphic <laughs> thing. I know I seen it. I love it. Yeah. That's I, so I, I I like this like theory that like Willow Nightingale is only so happy and cheery because she knows that nothing matters and we're all gonna die. Her soul I believe is in nothing. You might as well be decent while you're at it. Yeah, her soul's completely dead. Yeah, so let's put a smile on it. So let's put a smile. All on right. It. Yeah. Uh, All right. Where are we going next? So Wardlow is kind of in the gutter now. It's kind of. We thought sad. Wardlow was now? in the gutter, but it turns out well, there was. He was in the gutter. Now he's fallen down like the act. He was. He was in kind of the proverbial ditch, and now he's fallen down that grate. Really below yeah. gutter, into the the underground, whatever you call that. <laughs> he was in a lane for a long time with occasional inclines. Yeah, but this is yeah. this is nothing. Like this is this is par for the course. Yeah, but like he's just way back Wednesday, to nothing last year. Right, like he's with the Ninja Turtles, like now. a conveyor belt of rug getting pulled yeah. out of this loops thing, and it's because no one believes him when he is the man. Like he just yeah. he's missing that thing, and so they can they can cut bait on him in small in small ways that they think, but it's a death by a thousand cuts with this guy. Like yeah. you may think that you're you you still got a little bit of protection on him. He's not the same guy he was two years ago. No, I'm, this guy I'm needs really to be over they're... on USA feuding with Braun Breaker. Yeah, I was about to say I really hope they're about to do a hard reset on him. But I, I I was literally thinking that just then is he needs to sign with WWE. We know they'd love to have him. And I don't think, uh, I hate saying it, but they're not going to mess him up as colossally as Tony Khan did. Because he was, he was the hottest thing in this company for 48 hours, one week. <laughs> it, it, yeah, he may not ever be. Tony Khan's fault. Like, let me ask you this. Is this yes. a limitation of Wardlow? Or no. is this a limitation yeah. to the people building Wardlow? Uh, it's it's both, but I think it's Tony Khan's fault because of the crap he pulled. Or potentially MJF's last fault. spring. Yeah, well, but knowing I... Knowing now that they were both 
knowing yeah aware of what they were doing and and at the cost of certain people to yeah. do yeah. this and like yeah. they both they did him dirty yeah yeah because yeah, he never when he was when he was beating up 40 to 50 uh innocent civilians a week there was nothing I wanted to watch more than that. There's nothing I wanted to watch more than him just crushing security each and every week as they added more and more indie bodies to the mix. And uh, we've had... But part of the problem with AEW and the way Tony books is that he's got these lanes that he puts people in. and, Mm -hmm. And it's like Hook is an example of how he's handled it well in that he's got this guy who's like... he heart he has not taken a loss yet i don't think and but but he's kept him in a lane to like contain him wardlow you were building up it'd be like if you built up goldberg and then never had him in the world title picture yeah wardlow was for a while acting like this is the most dominant person in the entire company and he's not even sniffing the world of uh you know you know, Hangman or uh, well, Punk or Mox. You know, remember that time. Remember this, not this time last year, but last May, we were having a conversation that final week, the final days. If, I think it was, I think it was the actual day of uh, Double or Nothing. And we were like, there were a lot of people were having conversations about should they just put Wardlow in the main event, make it a three way, and give him the belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Like we we yeah. were, oh, America was ready for him to be world champion right then, and he hasn't even sniffed anything close to that since. For real shame. I got a thought that I kind of passed my mind while we were talking about this. Okay. Warlow, like Danielson and a couple other guys, had to go through a trial to get their big match against MJF or whatever big heel. In mm-hmm. in light of the way that these trial by fires have gone in the past do these the way that they build these matches where they have this face have to overcome all these odds is that more of a benefit to the heel that is putting these challenges out there and these faces are not getting the rub from going through all these guys to reach their final destination is this the right way that they should be building a lot of these monsters it feels like in hindsight, it didn't accomplish the goal for the faces, but it made the heels kind of look larger than life. That's a I think, good point. I think they've just gone to the well too many times where I don't even want to watch those matches now when they do something like that. That's my only Yeah, even with that. Jericho, it wasn't even about it wasn't even about Jericho getting to MJF as much as what sort of wild card you know, is it gonna be Hooven? Dude, is it gonna be Nick Gage? Like, you know, how am I gonna get you over barrel this time? Right. And and it wasn't even so much that you were like, oh my gosh, how's Jericho gonna get past this? As much as like, well, what wacky guest star are we gonna have this week? Yeah. I totally forgot about Hooven Dude. I totally forgotten that. (laughs) No, that's that's a thought that I had about how they built all these Yeah. That's a seriously Uh, legit question, though. That's something I've got to think about. And I'm glad they're not doing that. With, by, yeah. I'm glad they're not doing that with Cole. I'm tired of it. Yeah. But I, I, I like that, like your suggestion, if they're going to go, uh, if they're going to go have him get his title shot 
uh, by because he didn't win the eliminator match, so he didn't earn a shot. But if he goes and wins the Owen, that's a very interesting way to do that same storyline of him having to go through the trials of Hercules, but have it be not MJF, but the one putting him through it. It's like he's got to go through these battles that's sort of whatever, and then he comes out of it with like, ah, I've won the prize and my reward will be a title shot. I think that's a good way to do that. The way that you can even do that even more is halfway through the Owen announce that the winner of this tournament is going to get a title shot. And then all of a sudden MJF gets incredibly invested because he sees Adam Cole heading towards that that destination. And it gets everyone back into a position of the heel is afraid of the face getting an opportunity, but he's he's not in a position to have Adam Cole over a barrel at the same time. And mm-hmm. so, like, there's a, I can't stop this from happening unless I try and get involved kind of thing. Then you have a great opportunity to put MJF on commentary during those matches, yeah. too. Yeah. By the way, I don't want to move past this without discussing the one phenomenal thing that came out of Wardlow this week. And that was the most realistic-looking dead body I've ever seen on broadcast television in Arn Anderson. It looks like somebody took the Glock from him and used it. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I love that he was, so much. He was dead. The and then, steps. He, then he died a little more and fell down one more step. <laughs> died a little more. Yeah. Little, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it took a couple of guys to get him up from that staircase. Yeah. It looked good though. Didn't it? Am it I, did. He did look that? Yeah. He looked murdered. And it was like moments. Like, what was like 40 seconds after he yeah. had, uh, you know, disappeared up the ramp. So it happened quick. Is Arn Anderson getting an Emmy this year? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, not as long as Jey Uso okay. is in the conversation. I mean, there is still an Emmy floating around the company. Absolutely. So, or a Golden know. Globe. Yeah, there's a Golden That's Globe. That's right, a Golden. Okay, he might get that then. Oh, man. All right, where are we going next, Kevin? Uh, we've already talked about Aubrey, but, uh, you know, we can show off the guns this weekend. Papa, yes, he did. Papa Briscoe, by the way, got the biggest pop. It feels yeah. like so big. Um, yeah. What did you think of the performance of Aubrey Edwards? Her, her facial acting, I thought was a bit overdone. Um, of course it's Aubrey. Yeah, that's the the, the I, thing is, is I expected it to be different in some way, but it really wasn't. It was really no. kind of the same. Just you were focusing on yeah. her more than you would be in a normal match. I have a soft yeah. spot for Aubrey. I like Aubrey. No, I do like, I like Aubrey a lot. She does. I really do. I like what she does. Uh, if, and, if you came yeah. into this match thinking anything, you were getting anything other than what we got in yeah. this match, which was a taped and heavily edited <laughs> garbage match that was yeah. pretty entertaining for all this was very purposes. As, yeah. a, as garbage matches go, this was a very good one, I thought. Like, I thought it was, yeah. this was very exactly entertaining. the type of palette cleanser that, the, that yeah. Rampage needed to have to stand out 
when you had the dynamite that you did and you were going mm -hmm. to have the collision that you did. Yeah. It didn't yeah. matter what was going to be on Rampage. It was going no. to be forgotten. So you might as well just have some fun with it. You wanted to get that bucket list match, Aubrey Edwards? Screw it. CM Punk's coming tomorrow. Yeah. No one's going to remember this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get it in before Punk shuts it down. Yeah. I loved I, I, I loved yeah. Jay Jay Lethal cowering at the at at at, at Daddy Briscoe. I really liked yeah. that. Of them keep um, trying to like make the other one go get him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As, as someone who like it. you know when I first became a wrestling fan, like the first live show that I ever went to was like the high school gym one of the first shows was like the high school gym show where like the wrestling coach, like did an angle at the fundraiser show with the local indie, you know, and like oh, man. a chair around and stuff. Right. I'm always going to be a sucker for really great workers, making people incompetent people look good. Yeah. Like the Papa Briscoe coming in and just, and they're just rolling over for him. And all he has to do is walk three steps forward with his arm out. And yeah. and they're just you know so it's it's awful wrestling but the, it's like it I just have a place in my heart for that kind of stuff and clearly not the same level of of mobility as he had ten to fifteen years ago in ROH I'm convinced that Carrot Jarrett is uh, growing three to five inches per week she, she looked three inches shorter than Satnam coming down that ramp <laughs> um, and she wasn't wearing heels she was wearing yeah. flat soled sneakers. I don't, I don't know what's happening there, speaking, but I'm, I'm here for it. Yes. I, I was pretty much on record saying Jeff Jarrett, huh? Coming into, coming into AEW. Yeah. Not, not, wasn't, wasn't in favor of this. And it took me a long time to come. I don't think any of us Jeff were. Jarrett. I don't no. think but any I have of us were. Were you, Kevin? Jeff he is, Absolutely. He is the stuff. He yeah, he's incredible, and I hope he has a match with Toru Yanu at Forbidden Door. Yeah, sure. Great. Let's do Anybody. It. I want him in, with anyone. I would, like, seriously, I want him to have a match. I mean, imagine the kind of match he and Jay Lethal could have with any tag team in New Oh, they're Japan. a fantastic team. Yeah. Yeah. And they could make, first of all, any team they'd be wrestling would be an excellent tag team. But even if they weren't, they'd make them look like a million bucks. Um, Lethal so, yeah, and Jared against Yano. Bishamon would be a pretty good I match. I was just actually. thinking that would actually be a really fun match. Yeah. That There's would be so, tremendously fun. Yeah. There are a lot of tag teams I would really like to see on Forbidden Norm. We're not going to get them all. No. We're just not. Um, not even not even getting into Blackpool and the Young Bucks. Like, clearly everyone wants to see FTR. Really would like to see these two. I'd really like to see the Acclaim take on somebody and kind of get their flowers in a way. Um I wanted Aussie Open versus FTR so badly yeah. for Forbidden Door 2. I think if everything works out right, it's not out of the question for All In at Wembley, which would yeah. be an even bigger match. And frankly, Insane. after Insane. their Royal Quest kind of match yeah. that they had last year in the UK, they will blow. They will tell. They'll, they'll tear the house down. I think that's the move. I think you're. I think you're. You're right on that one. All right. Well, let's see. In other notable matches. Are we done with the Heat Index? We have yep. any more yeah. on here? Who do we have? No, we're done. <laughs> uh, no more Heat Index. <laughs> the, yeah, heat no, Index no, is one of my no. favorite segments you guys do. I was like, oh, yeah, I get to the Heat Index. 
what's, oh, good. what's crazy is it was initially we were, it was just going to be another small segment like should have been on dynamite but it, it immediately took over like from week one it took over yeah and to me that's what this show is is we're not here to talk move for move we're, not, we're not recapping big, yeah, yeah the, uh, you're, things, you're the big movements week, you're a week-long discussion about all the important things that happen on aew and with all the stuff that happens all the time you have oh to pick it so now it's doubled so much. oh <laughs> yeah like we, we have a completely different way of doing things i'm speaking of strong style because on any given week we could have one show five shows maybe mm-hmm. like three shows and then a pay-per-view that's strong and yeah. it's all over the place. And then so you have to watch a Ring of Honor match. Yeah, you have to, you're, yeah. you're pinball. You're going everywhere. And then every Tuesday, you're well, like, are you caught up? I'm caught up. <laughs> talk about whatever is the most important thing to have. Yeah. And now you have everybody in a New Japan showing up on all over AEW. So yeah. you can't miss a single AEW uh, show this week. Or for the last couple of weeks. Don't, but it it was it was one of those like you keep your eye out for this stuff. And then yeah. I think I was watching it on Wednesday and it was just one of those they treat Forbidden Door like it's Super Bowl week, like it's the all star game. You all converge yeah. for one day, you one event, and then you all go back to your separate places and everything just kind of goes back. And a lot of these other shows like the TNA multiverse united with uh, New Japan, they had the All Together again this past mm-hmm. weekend with uh, mm-hmm. All Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Noah. This The Forbidden Door 2 for New Japan is probably the third, fourth, or fifth super show they've done with the cooperation with another company this year. This is the first one for AEW, and AEW right. is doing all the heavy lifting. New Japan, mm-hmm. they've done no effort to build this show on their on their stuff. It has just been business as usual. They went from all together again. They've done their house shows. They televised two of the shows, but they had shows all week long. You could read the cards and know that Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay weren't on those cards, so you knew that they weren't going to show up on, New, on AEW this week. But now that the schedule is clear, all bets are off. Anybody's going to show up at any time, and then you're going to forget about it, and we're all going to move on, and we're all going to talk about how it's going to be even better next year. Yeah. There, no, absolutely. Okay, let's see. We are running long. Let's talk about any other major events this week we want to talk about. I definitely want to throw out the same. Like, you've got it in your notes, Kevin. But Sammy Guevara, it's so strange how I don't think the plans were to turn him heel when they did, but they realized we have to turn him heel. And now it feels like I'm assuming people, they were prepping to turn him face, but it's just kind of naturally happening again that everybody's behind him now that as soon as I think it's by design pregnant. Yeah. Uh, Not the pregnancy, but I think, but I think things on the show sync up. I think in my mind, uh, the Tony Khan has his handwritten spreadsheet that he's got his weeks blocked out of who's going to be. We all know it's a, it's a simple (laughs) notebook page. He has an oh, so there's an episode. Crazy. Have you? I don't know if you didn't really watch All Access, but no. there's an episode in All Access where Sammy Guevara is like, "I'm going to go talk to Tony Khan about my push," and he goes into his into Tony's office, and he's like saying, "So I'm in this thing, and I'm just kind of what's my future and the stuff." And Tony's like, "Oh, well, let me show you," and he pulls out like this <laughs> sheet of paper that's you. like a handwritten 
like it's like I have a grid of like a dot matrix paper yeah rolling out <laughs> and he's like sitting there like he's sitting there like so we, so this week so you got this week this is a uh, winter's coming and we got revolution coming up and this is where we're gonna do and they, they of course like like edit it where you, you can't hear any of the details but he's basically yeah. telling him here's my plans for you for the spring and in my mind knowing that he He's like that guy who does that. I think in Tony Khan's mind, he knew all access is coming. And in that, in over the spring into summer, the three biggest stars who are the new baby faces of my company would be Britt Baker, Adam Cole and Sammy Guevara and, and probably Tay. Mm-hmm. And, and so he booked out, I think this thing, the, the, the main event of double or nothing, mm-hmm. um, all this with in, in the split with JS if that happens. Like you're thinking you're 100% right. by, by the time I get here, Adam Cole and Britt Baker are going to be the hottest faces in the company. And Sammy Guevara is going to be my new young upcoming pillar. And, and I think he's It'll been be booking it, Jack but he's Perry. been adjusting because it didn't happen. So it's like, yeah. well, the show didn't, wasn't as hit. It wasn't as big as hit as he thought it was going to be. Mm. They didn't catch on as much as they were going to be. And so he's kind of having to like manage that, but just, I think he, I think that's all a plan is that Sam, he's, this is all, he, he was thinking about this months ago. That's I think you're hundred percent right on that. All right. It makes more right. sense than anything that I can come up with. Every time I look at Sammy Guevara, he's just an outlier that nobody can seem to book or figure out how the audience is going to react to him. Right. To the point where I almost wonder if Sammy Guevara has remained the same this entire time and we're all the ones forming around him. And yeah. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. You know, Cody did a lot of work to build him. Yeah. And he's just been a Jericho sycophant. For years now, mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see what will happen if he does get finally removed from Chris Jericho. See what he's like out on his own now that he has been built over all this time. All right, looking ahead, we've got a big dynamite this weekend. Take us through the matches because this is a this is a hell of an episode. Yeah, Orange Cassidy and uh, Shibata. Versus Daniel Garcia and Zack Saber Jr. Presumably that will probably lead somewhere toward Forbidden Door and possibly Death for Dishonor too. Uh, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Another thing that's weird about last week is they had an angle with Jericho and Sammy Guevara saying, "You know what we should do is reform the sex gods and take on Darby." And then Sting comes out. And all that leads to a match with Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki against uh, Action Andretti, Darius Martin, and A.R. Fox. Plans change, pal. Yeah. That's all right. It's Minoru Suzuki. I'm not going to complain. No. Oh, yes. I had an idea. Uh, I meant when you mentioned Shibata, I had a match for him that would actually pay off a lot. That would make more sense than the CM Punk match. And that is Shibata versus Kenta needs to happen in Forbidden Door, too. Because oh, yeah. Shibata brought Kenta into New Japan uh, about three years ago, and then Shibata turned on him and joined Bullet Club, and it has never been paid off. Never. Ooh. I was well, at, that could uh, be something. I was at Kenta's yeah. uh, debut match in the G1 in 2019 where Shibata was peeking out behind the curtain watching his match. And yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is something that if the – that if they pulled that card out, that would be that would be pretty impressive. You but could also do him with 
You could also do uh, Shibata against David Finley because Finley basically stole the LA Dojo. Good. Uh, and turned them into the Bullet Club. There's a lot of great uh, storylines there to be had. I'm not sure we're going to get Bullet Club and Bullet Club Gold on Forbidden Door yeah. right now. It's a little messy. Uh, with the way that they're all not working with each other because Jay White and Finley presumably would not be on the same page with each other at this point. I think they can get away with Kenta. They can get away with Kenta, absolutely. They can get away with Kenta, but they can't can't do Finley and Jay White both on the show. And Jay White is already there. It kind of feels like the storyline would be David Finley's too good for for, Forbidden Door. They could do... My thing... Uh, instead of Punk and Kenta, because I don't think you're going to see that. Uh, but you could have done um, Punk and FTR against Kenta, Juice, and Jay. And yes. even though that's a little fuzzy storyline-wise, I think you could get you away could. with that. And that would they be could. a way to have Punk and Kenta square off, trade off some moves, maybe hit the GTS on each other, and not play into the finish at all. Like, I am a big uh, fan of making sure that you're respecting current storylines. But don't yeah. get lost in the weeds. Yeah, don't get right. All totally right, so dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, the Hardys versus the Guns, or who's the best brother team that's not called the Young Bucks? Um, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe in a concession stand brawl, which should be amazing. Speaking, I of love that they're dating this back to a, a, a match forty-seven years ago. Yes, and. Uh, I'm Jeff Jarrett claims to be... invented hardcore wrestling. That's right. I'm wondering if the modern version will be one concession stand that's going to be totally self-contained, or will it be concession stand to concession stand where it can it can it can be spread out over a large portion of the walkway at the arena? You're going to have to outdo Roderick Strong and Jericho at a concession yeah. stand if you're going hard. And that's all yeah, I Mr. Frosty. We're going to have to have Dippin' Dots, Mustard, the Man Scouts got to get involved at the merch table. Yeah. Beat with a you wiener. You have to believe. Yeah. You have to believe that, that fan discussion over that match led to this match. That has mm-hmm. to have something to do with this. There's no way. There's yeah. no way that Mr. Frosty isn't the reason this is happening. <laughs> All right, let's let's keep her going. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Taya Valkyrie uh, for the TBS good. title. That that should be good. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And uh, probably be short. And then um, the whatever this is is the blind eliminator tournament for a tag title shot that apparently a lot of people believing is Battle Bowl with random partners. But we yeah. don't know how many teams, we don't know how many matches, and we don't know if it's all in one night or just starting. Is, is it setting up a match at Forbidden Door? We want to bring back? <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing up on Wednesday, and I'm just going to be reacting to whatever they put in front of me on this tag yeah. eliminator tournament. There's just... There, there could be so many ways this goes forward. You could have New Japan... <laughs> team show up out of this out of nowhere that would be really cool yeah that would be kind of cool you could do just a random bunch of aew tag team and then you set up a tag title match yeah. for aew in a couple weeks reform more. swerve in your glory swerve in her glory oh you could you could do the the mixed partners that don't like each other all across it does i feel like yeah. if you did the mixed partners you would advertise that ahead of time 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Which, by the way, I did used to have a Battle Book poster <laughs> on my wall because, um, it, as it turns out, WCW was not as popular at the time as I thought. <laughs> and um, whenever I walked into my cable company to give them the money for the pay-per-view, they, they'd be like, oh, do you want the poster? And it turns out there was approximately – and once they're like, oh, there's not enough people <laughs> who have ordered the pay-per-view yet. And I'm like, how many people do you need to order the pay-per-view? And they're like, three. <laughs> and so I got all the posters because there's literally like was that three backwards? of us in that town order or like in 91 ordering WCW pay-per-view. So when you had to like go to the cable office to buy the box yeah. that did the pay-per-view? Yeah. 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 That's exactly Galactio right. cable and everything. Yeah. Yep. Then the number would start flashing when it was time for you to turn to that channel. Oh, man. Yeah. Town of 10,000 people. Three of us. All right. And now and we're then, ready to burn our streaming system down over Bleacher Report. I know. My how they <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. And then we have an Adam Cole interview. And nothing for yep. Rampage yet or or Collision. Nope. I wonder why they nope. can't sell tickets for these these future episodes. Yeah. Well, we, we oh, did well. hear there's a lot of late walk-up traffic in... Um, for episode three, is it or two? Uh, episode two, they sold like eight hundred tickets just uh, the last few days. The last few they, days, look like the ticket price went way down. Yeah. Wait, what was yeah. that, Jeremy? <laughs> might look like an indie fed over in Japan. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm really worried. I'm really. I don't want them to lose the potential billion dollar deal. I'm really, really worried about Collision. We can it talk just- more about that. It was What's just that? a bad decision to run Canada right away on collision. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you shoot your shot and sometimes you miss. You know, I feel sure. like AEW as a whole is healthy and, you know. And you got one Bill Phil. You got one Bill Phil. That's right. Well, from Kevin, from Jeremy Finestone, from uh, Jimmy Five Spot, <laughs> another great episode of The Boom Thank you for joining us, everybody. We hope to see you back here again next Tuesday. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.